that circumspectly and to be mindfully like Christ in every aspect of life. And then he drives it down to the family and gives it specific ways to walk this out in the midst of the family, the context of the family. Today we say perhaps the most important relationship in our family to the last in this series, and that's the marital relationship. And, and I'll hope to share why that's the most important as it unfolds today. Paul was writing to the married couples of this gathered church in Ephesus. And he was describing to these men married to these women how important their relationship was in light of the society in which they lived. In the midst of this pagan world that they lived in, these marriages were to be a beacon of light shining the name of 
first thing we must realize and understand. Because I already mentioned the word, right? The word submit. What does that mean? And how does it affect us? And uh, we're going to dig in. But the first thing we must realize is that in marriage, Jesus is our example. In marriage, Jesus is our example. Paul instructs us here to get a lot of bad press. Because we don't understand the context in which he writes, and we read Surrounding and fully understand what God is saying, what 
says, submitting to one another out of fear for Christ. <clears throat> so we take these verses and we, the, the theological term is to eisegete them, which means we focus on them only out of, out of the context in which they're written. If we go in and eisegete the text, then we might come up with some crazy things that are not associated with this passage at all. However, if we look at what's all surrounding it, we come away with the true meaning, which is called exegesis, by the way, which, which means to exegete or to dig up, to dig up the true meaning. <coughs> so we must look at verse 18, where Paul tells the men, the husbands of the congregation of the Ephesus church, along with the wives, what I'm about to tell you is to say it like this, but this is Derek's translation for just a moment, right? What I'm about to tell you, you've got to, it's got to be predicated upon this truth that you will be filled with the Spirit of God. That word filled there means to be controlled by. He uses this uh, very clear uh, illustration and he says you know what it's like to be drunk with wine right where you have no control over yourself and the alcohol is the thing controlling you and he says don't do that instead be drunk with the Holy Spirit is what he could say be filled with be controlled by be full of the Spirit of God and if you do that then you'll be able to submit to one another and then you would be able and he goes in and focuses in on these families. Then you'll be able to submit to Christ and you'll be able to submit to your spouse. But we first must be filled by the Spirit. We are only able to submit ourselves to one another if we first submit it to ourselves to the control of the Spirit. Can I just say something for a moment? And, you know, I realize... On the sign out front, it says, Lafayette First Baptist Church, right? I get that. And so I know, typically, I don't know about you, I'm growing up in Baptist Church my entire life. And so, usually, Baptist is not synonymous with the Holy Spirit, all right? But can we just forget that for a minute and look at the Word of God for a minute and see what Paul tells us to do? And not be afraid of yeah. God and yeah. His Spirit and our dependency upon Him. And that if we are dependent upon the Lord, we will have supernatural power filling our life to do things we could not do in our own strength. Amen. We desperately need a move of the Holy Spirit of God in our day. Yeah. We desperately need a move of God's Holy Spirit in our hearts. Just to do normal stuff, but then to do it in his power, like love our wives and love our husbands and live this life, love each other, be unified, be not divided. We need the Holy Spirit to fill us. Yeah. Let's don't be scared of that. Yeah. Let's don't be afraid of folks who get a little excited during worship and lift their hands. I'm one of them if you notice that. Let's don't get afraid, be afraid of what God might be doing in our midst. And let's welcome it. And let's be controlled by His Spirit. Let's 
submit ourselves first to Him. And say, Lord, we want you to move and work in our lives so that we will have power to overcome the enemy and have power to do the things you call us to do that we cannot do in our own strength. We've got to be Jesus is our example. And the Holy Spirit gives us power. We're dependent upon it. The husband, so the husband who is spirit-filled, if he is spirit-filled, he will be better at sacrificial love. And if the wife is a spirit-filled wife, she will be better at lovingly submitting to the leadership of her husband. We must first be filled with God's Spirit. The third thing we see that we can glean from this passage is in marriage, a husband must lay it all in for his wife. Now, I realize that Paul first addresses the wife, but if men are supposed to be the spiritual leaders of their home, and they are, then I want to first address us, men. So we're going to turn to the human relationship now. We've got the, the divine relationship, our relationship with God Almighty. Jesus is our example. The Holy Spirit gives us power, and then what is the relationship that is taking place in our homes, this human relationship? I want to start with the husband because I think we must lead out in sacrificial love then. Tommy Merida Maria says this, while many struggle with the idea of wife submitting, we've already known that the whole Christian life is about that's what I'm talking about. Our, we're submitting to God. We're submitting to one another. He says, remember that the wife is called to submit to a husband who's willing to die for her. The husband should be the first to apologize, forgive, and serve, he says. And then he says he's to exemplify the lifestyle of Jesus to his bride. That's the kind of love that we ought to have, men. As husbands, we ought to have a sacrificial love, a love that's willing to lay our lives down for our bride, and willing to give it all. Our husbands, are you willing to lay your life down as Jesus did today for your wives? This type of love, Jesus' love, this type of sacrificial love that Jesus shows is a Golgotha love. It's the love he showed on the hill of Golgotha, the hill of Calvary, where Jesus was bloody, beaten, torn down, and torn apart to show you ultimate, amazing, awesome, unreal love. He died for you. He wore a crown of thorns for you. A spear was thrust into his side for you. All for love. He loved you enough to lay all down for you. 
to glorify Christ through their lives and become more like Him. Remember, it's what we said being Jesus is our example. And just as Jesus submitted to the will of the Father, that's the context in which this submission is rooted in. What does it look like? Is it being lesser than or somehow subservient to a domineering man? No. Not at That's not biblical. That's not a Christ-like spiritual husband. It is to be his equal and to seek to work together to be what God has called them to be. Tony Maria said it this way. I thought this was super helpful. In the book, It's Often Jesus and Ephesians, he says, A biblical marriage does not always mean a traditional marriage. The couple should simply yield to the pattern of the husband serving as the head and the wife as the helper, submitting to the loving leadership of her husband. And the two should strive to prayerfully apply this pattern faithfully in their own situation. The last thing that we see here is that in marriage, a couple amplifies Jesus to the world. There's a point that Paul's trying to make as he gets into the nitty gritty of all this. There's a point he wants them to see. Is that their marriages have a greater purpose. Their marriages have a greater Their marriages have the purpose to show the world who Jesus is. Once this couple has all of these things established in their life, spirit-filled, Jesus as the example, sacrificial love, loving submission, then Paul says that they do something far greater than themselves. They shape the world. He says that this is a mystery mirroring the love Christ has for his church and that the marriage images this love for the world to see Jesus. Verse 32 says, the mystery is profound, but I'm talking about Christ in the church. You and I in our relationships are meant to image Christ for the world to see. If we want be a faith family. If we want to be the church God has called us to be and the impact has called us to make in this community, then it starts with our marriages being happening.